Yo, what up? It's Moon from Greek Fire, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Here, host Jason, along with Chris. Yo, all right. We we this has been a crazy week, not for the Blues, for Chris and myself. Yeah, for different reasons. So good stuff for Chris. Yeah, bad stuff for Jason. Ugh. Yeah. So, yeah. Chris bought a house and <laughs> bought another house. <laughs> Chris, in your market for houses, Chris is collecting them. Apparently, at this point, any we're playing real life Monopoly over here. Yeah, Two Chris, more, and I can build a hotel. Yeah, that's, that's the way it's going over in uh, Chris out in St. Charles. So, good thing for Chris. Yep. Unfortunately, we lost uh, our pet unexpectedly this week. So, yeah, my boy Lando unfortunately passed away. So, it's been a little rough around the Martin household. But uh, on the better note, we get to talk Blues hockey. Hockey season officially started. We are officially doing that hockey again. Yeah, and it's been nice. Like uh, Chris is over right now, tw- two days in a row now. So yeah. Chris was over last night, um, and we had the game on outside. So I yep. had my on a patio for the first the time on the patio. It was a nice outside. It Very was nice, nice to do outside. that. So uh, yeah, so recording this. So we'll call this the special uh, birthday edition. Birthday edition because it is uh, my birthday. So it is whopping. Uh, one year away from the big four zero, so it's not that big of a deal, man. I, I don't really care. <laughs> it's just one of those things a where that's where people. I'm just like Christy, my wife was just like, "Hey, do you want to do something this? Uh, you know?" I'm like, "Man, I'm like for your birthday." I'm like, "I don't know, like a party." I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, I'm just more like, "Whatever, we'll figure something out." That's a year away, so sure, right, we'll focus on that next year. But yeah, birthday stuff, nice solid day of doing family stuff. Now wrapping up recording, had a nice little, little fire. Yeah, out going outside. I mean, Chris are recording a little bit later in the evening, so we got to get all the news in so it's kind of worked out for us for once so normally in the past me and chris would we had our very good schedule recording mm-hmm. like we've just explained this week has been hectic beyond hectic so every day we kind of like hey you want to record tonight no we actually play honestly the honest to god you know behind, a little behind the curtain thing here we were gonna record wednesday yeah had it on the books and i literally text chris i said hey i had to take my dog to the animal hospital uh i'll call you later yeah and unfortunately that happened and chris is like hey I got house like two days later. I got house stuff. And last night, Chris got over, and honestly, we watched the Blues game, and then we were kind of like, "Eh, it's late." Yeah. So we'll we'll do it tomorrow. And, yeah. And finally, we're around to doing it. So little uh, kind of what's been going on here. You no, know, like I said, but now the Blues got a lot of stuff done. They've been indeed beyond busy. So we got a little bit of everything. We got additions to the front office, yep. and uh, like I say. Coaching consultant, I guess we're calling it. Sure. Slash, get your get your friend a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, we have Bobby Tommy wrapped up, so every Blues free agent is officially signed right before camp. Great, great news there. Camp is officially open. First preseason game knocked out of the way. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of Tarasenko comments to talk about. We're gonna get into that. Yep. And uh, finally, professional uh, tryouts. We got a couple of those. We got contract extensions in the front office. Yeah, we got a little bit of everything. So, Blue's been, like we said, busy. Very busy this week. Yeah, so it's been great. So, like, the game was last night. We'll talk about all that. So, we'll get into the first thing, kind of the best we could in sequential order. So, last time we talked about was Blue's Winter Classic jerseys. We talked about that. Thought they were solid, to say the least. We'll say solid. We left it at that. They're solid. 
Uh, we talked about the potential of what's going to happen with the COVID policy, and guess what? We were pretty much pretty spot, much spot on, on because about 50% of teams are shooting that way. Um, they did announce that I think 30 of 32 NHL teams are going to be full capacity. Yeah. The only two that are not is Montreal, I think, is at 50. Which is probably a Canadian thing. Yeah, and I think that depending on what province you're in right. there, and I think I'm going to say – Winnipeg was thirty three percent, so I think it was like. I hope Winnipeg brings back brings back the uh, Bud Light seltzer can. Yeah, it was the best thing of the playoffs last year. That was great. The other guy just sitting in the stands. Just One dude up. in the stands in a Bud Light seltzer because he was you know the mascot for. I'm sure Bud Light was paying, and it was great because like every time there was a goal, he'd cheer. The players would come over to him and bang on the glass. It was yeah. great. Yeah, so I thought that was nice. So it's kind of making the best out of a kind of crappy situation, and yep. they did a good job. So. Um, the Blues obviously are following trend with a lot of teams they're doing, especially I think in their teams in their division. I believe Chicago and Nashville are two teams that already announced the same policy mm-hmm. after your vaccine card or your negative test in 72 hours. That's administered. I can tell by you the a, last team in the division who's going to do it, and that's going to be the Dallas Stars <laughs> at this point because because Texas don't believe in COVID. Yeah, along with Florida, but that's um, neither here nor there. So basically. Uh, that's the policy. I know people are not very thrilled on the socials. Oh, well. Yeah, that's just uh, – guess I, what? They're, they're a private company. At the end yep. of the day, you can say whatever your little heart desires and say you're canceling your season tickets. And people, I have a friend who did it. Really? Yep. Yeah. I had some. I saw somebody post that I he heard from somebody in the front in the front office. Sure you did. Yeah. That the Blues were getting their sponsorships pulled and whatever. Guess what? I'll tell you one that's not getting pulled – is is a Centene Corporation. That's yeah. a company that hasn't let their workers come back to work yet because they're being so cautious. And if you pay attention, they kind of got their name all over that place. Yeah. If you, if you look, if you look, they have the ice center, and they yeah. have a, they have it on the ice. They have a box, couple boxes. So I'm willing to bet that Enterprise didn't pull either, yeah. nor did Stiefel. and I'm pretty sure that Anheuser Bush didn't either. That it's just sour grapes, and you know. You're gonna lose some people, it's, and that's, that's and that's fine. fine, and that's expected. But yeah, just with any policy, it, yeah. Guess what? If it went the other way, they're like, whoever comes comes. We don't care. You're gonna lose the people that want to be really cautious, and right. that's fine too. But yep. that's just a policy that are literally sick as of right now. When I looked it up, 16 to 32 teams had the same po- the same policy yeah. basically. If not, there were stricter ones. Look, too. man, it's it's as we said last time, it's going to sweep all of sports, and to be honest, all of entertainment. It's just going to. There's there's no way around it. I mean, we had Point Fest in St. Louis last weekend, and you couldn't go into the production and dressing room compound unless you were masked up. Couldn't do it. And I know for a fact that there are COVID cases coming out of Point Fest from the bands because it's my band. I, he, we just announced last night that Eric from Shinedown has COVID. So you could be as careful as possible and still get it. Yeah. So it, it's they're going to have to do it. Otherwise, it's just going to get out of control again. So you know, if you don't like it, stay home. And guess what? There's a lot of games on TV, which was another thing, which good segue. We announced that yet. The Blues have a broadcast schedule. Uh, very sexy. 69 games will be on the Valley Sports app or network good this number. year. So that will be on there. And then after that, it is kind of like – I'm not going to go through every game, but it's spread across a lot of different things. Right. ESPN Plus, 
uh, regular ESPN, ABC, ABC TNT, yeah. Hulu even has a game, which is so it's a kind of everywhere. Which Hulu is never really know if it's like the live TV portion or if it's like for my me, I have the regular Hulu. Same. So can I watch that? Who knows? So I'd be a game or two. It's very odd this year. The NHL is trying to broaden their appeal the best they can. Sure. So I kind of get why some people are a little frustrated that you like I gotta have all these to watch my hockey games. Yeah, you do. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I mean, it, sucks. You do. it sucks. Like, I got the little ESPN package, you know, the little Disney Plus package or whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's going to suffice. We'll see, but hopefully, I it would does. imagine that those games that are on streaming services will also be on Bally's. I don't know if it'll be an exclusive Hulu thing because yeah. I ran into that a couple of years ago. I freaked out because the Buffalo Bills were playing a game that was on YouTube. Yeah. And I was like, wow, really? I got to watch a game online? And there yeah, the was also, that, I think yeah. this week too, yeah. There was, uh, there ended up being a uh, a way to watch it on NFL Network as well. So they'll find ways to do it. Yeah. So like I said, it, it it's the best way they're trying to to get it across to as many new faces as possible because like we talked about many a times, as much as we all both love hockey to death, uh, the Big Four is number four. Yep. And for, they're doing the best to get it to number three. Get me wrong. Baseball's taking a hit. I think NBA and baseball are getting close to even at this point, and depending on what oh, market I would, you're in, I would say that NBA is number two. Yeah, I think NBA is definitely. I would more say the NBA is number two, and globally, NBA is number one of those four. Yeah, for sure. Compared to football, is yeah, for football is very North American, yeah, basically America type thing. So that's good. I mean, it's kind of cool that they get, kind of get across everything you can, yep. but at the same time, kind of stinks. You got to like. Maybe search around for it, but the Blues will do a good job about pointing out where the game is at. Absolutely. So uh, let's get to the front office. So we got a couple moves in the front office uh, first, and then we'll talk about player stuff. So front office first. So people were kind of up in arms about this, and I don't understand why. So first off, they had they did a little promotion slash made something official and brought back an old coach. So Ken Hitchcock is back in the Blues organization in the hockey operations staff. So he's technically the exact role is going to be called uh, coaching consultant, <laughs> which reading about it and talking to uh, a couple of people that I, I just know that, that were around the organization back then. So apparently Brube was, remember, if you think that far back, he was the Chicago Wolves coach. Yes. Before he was the assistant coach. Um, so when he was a Chicago Wolves coach, he was Ken Hitchcock was the coach of the Blues, so they worked hand in hand very closely. So I so the, bringing him in is more just like we kind of, we said, kind of hinted at the beginning, getting your friend a uh, paycheck, your friend a paycheck, you know. And I'm sure Ken Hitchcock loves hockey, and wants to be around hockey, and guess what? As much as people want, people are like, "No, we got Hitchcock back." I don't get it. Whatever. But he has no power. He has no. It's just him just coming in, just basically saying. Hey, this is what I saw during this game. Guess what? Does Berube have to implement whatever Hitchcock says? No. Nope. You just—it's just basically giving you suggestions. So it's just basically getting a friend a paycheck and using his knowledge of the game because obviously Ken Hitchcock won a cup at least. He has and won a lot of games for the Blues back in the day. Mind you, didn't have the postseason success, but had a ton of wins and made the Blues a very, very good team for a pretty decent stretch. I would say that Kim, Kim. Ken Hitchcock um, put the tracks down that, that sent this team to a cup. Like, he laid the tracks. He laid the foundation. Him, uh, J.D., uh, Yarmo, with what they did in the front office and drafting, but really Ken Hitchcock taking that team and 
and really forming it into a championship caliber team. Yeah, because the team was remember floundering when they uh, Davis Payne Davis Payne was there, and then you really brought in uh, him, and then the team went from floundering to a 500 team to the top team in the central. Yeah. So um, he's got a system. Yes, he does. And it works. Yeah, obviously, he won a cup there. Did it, did it work? Maybe work now. People argue about the Barube system is pretty similar. Will it work? It is. Possibly. Uh, it worked for at least a postseason. That's all we really care about. Hey, we got a Stanley Cup. You can't take that away. So the other one, which is another people are uh, a very polarizing guy. So, uh, so I almost laughed because people were freaking out. Peter Torelli. Who's been working at the Blues for a couple of years now is kind of a assistant to Doug Armstrong. Got an official role. He's the VP of Hockey Operations. So people are like, remember if you remember Peter Trelli? He's made some interesting trades. Yes, he's made the infamous one for one deal, Adam Larson for Taylor Hall. He Oof. traded Tyler Sagan away. Um, he's done a lot of different, a lot of trades where you're just like, yikes. But once again. He ain't making those decisions. He's not making here. the final decision. He will have the guy like, "Hey, I see this is a potential deal. I think you should go ahead and do this deal." Doug Armstrong be like, "Oh, okay, I'll take another advisement." And be like, "Ah, oh, cool, that is a good idea. I'm going to take a look at that and probably do that." Right? It's not a big deal. I'm, I I don't know why people are these two moves. When people I saw on social media and on the Facebook groups were very like up in arms and. Like, oh, my God, like, what are they, what are they thinking? What are they going to do? Our team's going to go in the tank. I, and if people are like, I want to be like, God, are, are they joking? But obviously, this is the internet, and you really can't tell. Right. But there's some people who are legit like, wow, this is a dumb move. Like, we fired them for a reason. But they're not coming back in the same role. Right. It's a different role. Right. I don't know. I don't have a problem with either of them. I, I am a strong proponent of uh, the more eyes you can put on a situation, the better. Um. You know, like you just said, at the end of the day, from the front office, it's still Doug Armstrong's show. Um, he can take advisement, but at the end of the day, if he doesn't want to make a deal, that deal doesn't happen. And it's still a Brew-based team. You know, Hitchcock can give him input, but it's still Brew-based decision if he wants to implement that or not. Yeah, so Hitchcock's record real quick, 248, 124, and 41. So basically a 2-to-1 ratio on wins. Yeah. I mean, his track record is insane. And, made, and he's made, what? In 06 seasons, the Blues made the uh, playoffs every year, too. How far away is he from uh, taking over for most wins? Yeah, I believe at number four. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, he ranked fourth all-time in league history with 849 wins. So number four. Sixth in the games behind the bench. Okay. So he's really close. So he's... Up there, obviously, Bowman's, I think, number one. Or no, Quenville took, Quenville took over that. I think so. And then Bowman's number two. I forgot who's number three. So, But pretty darn good track record in the day. He will probably be in the Hall of Fame eventually. So he's almost oh, 70 years old. Oh, for sure. Almost 70 years old. So, And Chirelli, like he said, started his career with Ottawa. He's worked his way between Edmonton and Boston, and now he's here. So, like I said, a role that he's kind of been in there, and they made, just made it official recently. So... Leading on to the next big news, so the Blues. So on Saturday, the Blues said, "Hey, we got a major announcement," and we're like, Ooh, "Why would you tease a major announcement like at noon on a Saturday for a five? And it was a five o'clock announcement. Right. So a lot of people were like, "What's going to happen?" I'm like, "A trade in this? You're going to trade with Tarasenko? You don't make a five o'clock one without it leaking." That's what yeah, like, for sure. Nothing really leaked. I saw me and you kind of went talked about it. And we thought like it's probably like a weird like a jersey sponsorship because the member the you can start doing uh, them. 
they didn't start doing it, and Washington Capitals are the first one to officially have a jersey sponsor on their jersey. It yes. was just announced earlier, I think, on Friday. So people were thinking the Blues probably following in suit just to, you know, we're a small to mid-market team. Got to have the money roll in somehow. Agreed. So I was kind of like thinking it's probably that. They're keeping the same sponsors on the jersey, uh, Stiefel and Enterprise. So you figured it's probably going to be uh, somebody different for the jersey. Um, it wasn't. So it leaked out shortly after, right before kind of. Uh, Doug Armstrong gets a five-year extension. So he still had one year left plus a club option. So now he officially will have five years, and he will have potential to take over uh, the most years as GM in history. Larry Poe has 16 years. Doug Armstrong's at 12 right now. So we've only had literally two GMs in the last almost 30 years, which is crazy, crazy unheard of in some, some teams. That, so a lot of uh, – Stability in his organization, considering how unstable his organization was in the early 2000s, huh. after uh, yeah. after you know the Lowry's left and all the you know check its ownership and finally settling with Tom Stillman. Stillman was very happy, and I think he works very well with Armstrong. He trusts Armstrong, obviously, and I didn't see too many people complaining about this, which was nice. I mean, it's like you finally you have a guy that. Is league-wide respected. Obviously, if you can run Team Canada, which is... I was just going to make that point. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, people can bitch about him all they want, but you know who's not in the business of picking scrub GMs? Canada. And he's run Team Canada for the better part of 12 years, 14 years? Yeah, he's getting picked to do it, yeah, so over yeah. and over. He's done it at least for the last two Olympics. I think the last three. I think he was the 2010 one, too, wasn't he? I don't know if he did the one where it was like the non-NHL one because then maybe there was a last. That was this last one, but I mean, as far as when the uh, NHL, NHL are done, like yeah, he's, he's done, done the last two, th- two or three. I yeah, think yeah. he did. I think he started. He did the one where Crosby got the golden goal, so I think right. that was the first one. That yeah. was the first one, and then the sl- then the one after that, and then this one coming up. Because I remember people were complaining about that one because that was the one where they picked Petro and Bomeister, and he wanted to have like he did pairings basically off of teams almost to a degree, yeah. like he did. Burns and Vlasic, I think, were another one. And then uh, um, he did, like, Petro. And they, so he did guys that knew each other, and he, they usually use those pairs. Yeah. And obviously did well for them because they won gold medal. That's so. still one of the best hockey games I've ever watched. Yeah. And, you know, not great for USA, but one of the most fun games uh, to watch. The uh, fun games that you just said that just sparked me real quick. I did see that I think it was earlier this week was – the anniversary of the North American Sweden game, North American All Stars, and the oh, Sweden yeah. one, where that crazy overtime where it was back and forth, and McKinnon beat uh, Lundqvist. Yep, where it was just like nonstop, like breakaway after breakaway, breakaway, and this crazy two on ones, and the, the overtime was just. I love international minutes, play. Three man. minutes of like insane back and forth, and then there was a stripping of the puck, and then McKinnon got the backhand goal on uh, Lundqvist to win it, and that was. If you look that get, look that overtime up, if you get a chance, the North American, like also North American team, was the that under was 20, the World Cup of Hockey, right? Yes, and that was the under twenty five, the team. under twenty five North American break, team. Break, I, I break. have that jersey; it's the yeah. best looking jersey of the entire yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah, the black and orange one. Yeah, so they had uh, Preko was on that team, I believe. Yes, he was. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting there. So, yeah, look that game up if you get a chance because that is a tremendous. That overtime is one of the most fun overtime games. Who ended up winning that? It wasn't Canada, was it? I don't think it was. I was like, was know, it I Europe? Think, I think it was one. Of the, it was like it was a Europe team. There was like a Team Europe. Yeah, it was Team Europe because it was it was like a weird like combo of like countries that wound up winning it. Yeah, because Sweden was a team. 
Yeah. So it was like Team Europe, I believe, is the one that won it. So because they had like all the Czech Republics and it had a couple. Other, there was yeah a Swedish team. If I remember this right, there was a Canadian team. USA. There was a USA team. Then there was a North Team North America, which was under twenty five, Canada and America. Yeah. There and was then Team Europe. Europe. Team Europe, which was the same thing, under twenty five, all European. Russia. Russia. Sweden. That's Sweden. It. I believe yeah. that's it. Yeah. So that was if, it, if we're messing up, hit us up. Um, so yeah, watch that overtime because that is amazing. So we talked about that crazy Saturday. So that crazy Saturday, Armstrong gets his. Uh, you know, thing, but something happened right before that. We were getting to the other thing that happened on that Saturday. So Bobby Tommy signs his deal a couple days before camp opens. Weirdly, same contract as uh, Jordan Cairo. Two years, average of $2.8 million. It's all done. It was kind of rumored that he thought he was worth more than what Cairo did, and everybody's like, hey, like you got to prove it to, before you get into there. But – he signed to the point is to a pretty decent deal, and if he could actually break through and stay healthy, it's going to be a great deal for these two years, and then maybe he can get his big deal after that. Because um, you got a couple of guys coming up. We know we talked about uh, Colton Prego last time getting his deal out of the way. Um, you technically, if he's still on the team, Vladimir Tarasenko and uh, Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron are up in the next couple of years. So you, you got to decide between none of those vets and how much you're going to pay them, and you got to see if these other young guys. Uh, kind of pan out guys like Costin, guys like Jordan Cairo, guys like uh, Robert Thomas. Because if they wind up having this contract and don't do well, you can possibly either resign them for cheaper if you want to try and give them more time, or you can trade them and free up some cap room and get some more draft picks and keep trying to keep the stockpile of young talent coming through here uh, best you can. So talked about Thomas now getting his deal. So he finally gets his deal after, you know, at two injury-filled years, I would say. You know, obviously we talked the COVID years are a little weird. But, uh, you know, last year he only had 33 games, only had 12 points, three goals, and nine assists. He missed 23 games. He said three full seasons. Mind you, remember he made the team unexpectedly in 2019 and did really well. Uh, so he had 42 goals in 66 games. So – that's his career year. So you thought after that year you're going to see him like just blossom into this awesome two-way guy. Hasn't super happened after that. He's had some injuries. Obviously, he had the injury at the end of the Boston series, and I think that lingered with him for a while. It seems like that I wrist so. has kind of been kind of a point of contention. But the guy's a winner. He's won yes. every level. He has won a championship officially. Like He's won World Juniors. He's won OHL titles. Um, he's won – uh, at a Stanley Cup championship now. So, I mean, the guy is a proven winner, and at 22, 23 years old, that's a pretty decent commodity, good commodity for the Blues to have. Even if – I agree. Let's just say things are just okay for the next two years and you decide to part ways with them, that's a pretty a decent trade ship you have then down the line if that's the way you go. I think he's going to be a f- fantastic player. I think a solid two-way center. Is he going to be Patrice Bergeron-esque? Maybe not. But I'll say I'll take a David Krejci type guy where he's like your second line where it gives you some good points and can fill in and on top line if needed for a short time. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I I think that you've really kind of hit that on the head. I I hope that he turns into something more like Patrice Bergeron, but he's either going to have to step up or they're going to have to decide what they're going to do. Yeah, I, I think it's okay. So. 
on Saturday if around uh what time was it? Well, let's see, I was driving to this. So you heard around two thirty, three o'clock. Between two and three o'clock Saturday in St. Louis area. If you heard a loud like collective yelling throughout the all St. Louis. A happy yelling. Yes. It was people cheering at a trade that just happened. All Blues fans, after they got the alert via thing, I was actually up for very, very early, and I was actually driving. I was actually heading home from uh, Kenrick's. Yep. So where one of our uh, where Lucky Lola's is at, I got some Lucky Lola's brats. Chris had it for the first time. Yeah, and hella good. Okay, so hella good. So we got some. I got some of those. Uh, we'll have a giveaway coming up with the Blues uh, season starting, so we'll talk about that as well. But I was coming home from Kenrick's, and uh, alert went off, and I needed to call Chris because I knew Chris had uh, some stuff going on, so mm-hmm. I knew he would be busy, and he didn't hear about the trade yet. I had not. And so uh, Chris was uh, very excited, which a lot of the fans were as well. So the Blues have finally done it. They have traded uh, Whipping Boy, the I guess the new current Whipping Boy. It went from Patrick Berglund. Yep. And I think it got passed on to Zach Sanford. So, it Zach did. Sanford, officially not a St. Louis Blue tomorrow, uh, anymore as of September 25th at around 2 o'clock. Yep. Uh, he moved on to the Ottawa Senators. So, a lot of people – I talked about him being packaged in the dream scenario because Brady Kachuk is not signed yet. Right. He could somehow pry him out, which is not happening. No. Uh, that guy is going to be really good, and that's going to be really, really hard for them to – still not signed, though, as of right now. Which is a little shocking. On uh, – because the rumor was they put eight million bucks in front of him, and then Matthew Kachuk came out and said, "Nah, that ain't real," which yeah. I thought was kind of funny. But that's neither here nor there. So Zach Sanford officially not a St. Louis Blue anymore. Officially an Ottawa Senator. I think good for them. I think he'll be fitting up there. They need just bodies up there. Yes, they do. So he goes up there, and the Blues pick up a familiar name. Yep. So Logan Brown, who is the son of. Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown. So I wonder if he's going to get Jeff Brown's number. I'm kind of curious to see if that actually happens. What was his number? 21, I want to say. Was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I always want to say number 10, and that was Dave Lowry. 21. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. I think 21. you're right. I think you're right. It was 21. Yeah. Because Jeff Brown was uh, one of my uh, – kind of that, when they had that, that era, yeah. like the Hall era, he was like one of my like defensive – like before uh, McKennis was there, we really didn't have – like it was like Garth Butcher, Jeff Brownish, Rick Zombo. Rick Zombo guy. So I always remember that. So – the Blues wind up getting Logan Brown, who grew up a St. Louis native, which is played for the Junior Blues. So, really cool story. Um, he's part of that draft back in 2016 of the, the four or five guys that got picked from St. Louis. So, he hasn't really filled up, uh, really kind of lived up to the promise of 11th overall draft pick. So, that's something. 21. Yeah, it's 21. There we go. So, he hasn't really lived up to the you know promise of that, but. Uh, he kind of requested a trade out of St. Louis, out of uh, Ottawa, so it kind of worked out. So Blues also might get a conditional draft pick, and is one condi- a fourth rounder only if Logan Brown plays under thirty games this year. He plays under thirty games total for the St. Louis Blues, they get the pick. If they he plays over thirty, there's no pick and is literally one for one. Zach Sanford for that. It's kind of a mix of you need to give this uh, Zach Sanford a different opportunity and the yep. Blues needed the cap room because signing Thomas put them over the cap. Yes. So Sanford. I mean, we called this as soon as the uh, the deal happened with, uh, with Robert Thomas. You're like, you know who makes $2 million and is easily disposable now? Yes. I was no. like, yep. Yeah, because the Blues were exactly $2 million over and there's one player on the, on the roster who makes exactly $2 million and a lot of people point that out. 
and it's Zach Sanford. So Zach Sanford moves on. The Blues get Logan Brown. Logan Brown, six foot six, two hundred eighteen pounds. So like one of the guys is kind of like a prototypical like. He's like a Brube type of guy, so maybe he can kind of unlock his potential. I hope so. He's only had nine points in 13 games last year with the Belleville Senators in the I AHL. Mean, this is a hefty comparison. Yeah. Maybe this is a Chris Pronger situation. Maybe. I mean, remember Pronger was – he was doing okay in Hartford, but he certainly wasn't – Not the problems of a second overall pick. Not yet. He, he, he was very much – an Eric Johnson type of guy, like he has moments. He had his moments, but I would say Hartford fans probably weren't that upset to see him go for a Brendan Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you just need that system, and you've got to think that Logan Brown is going to be hella excited to play here, where he grew up, watching his dad playing for the Junior Blues, like. This could be what he needs. And he was skating with a lot of the Blues during – Brady Kachuk was skating here. Yep. They were all skating with the Blues during like kind of like the informal skates they had out yeah. in 17. He just left last week, and he – you know, obviously Canada has a very strict kind of in and, you know, in and out policy at this yes. right with COVID. So flying, if you fly, there's like a quarantine period. Yes, even, you're, even you're vaccinated, it's still a certain amount. of, And he would have been like not being able to be at training camp on time. So he literally drove these 16 hours – from St. Louis to Ottawa, like literally got there three days ago, and turn literally around and, and turn around, he's on his way back right now. So he'll be back. He's on the back tonight, which is Sunday the twenty sixth. Hopefully, be on the ice tomorrow. Yep. for Monday for the first time. If it works out, maybe a guy on the bottom six that works that works out for the Blues. Sure, if not maybe an extra forward. If not, he has a two way deal. He has to go through waivers. That's that the, scares me, and that's the thing that why Ottawa kind of they thought they would lose him if because they had a feeling he was going to make the team. Sure, because he also requested a trade, so they were kind of thinking if he doesn't make the team, we're going to get nothing. This way, if we get Zach, if we just get Zach Sanford, and we have something. We have I get guy. it. So that's what they're doing. So I think the Blues. This kind of makes the Blues. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the extra forward, and now you have guys that are vying for the third wing, third line left wing spot. Yep. And we're going to go over that, those guys right now. So I like the trade before we go into that. I do too. I think it's good for the Blues. You get a guy that's young, uh, 23, yep. compared to Zach Sanford's 26. Obviously, Sanford scored a very big goal. Let's not, let's not just bypass all this. I mean, was it? it yeah, it's four no, I mean, it was four a garbage nothing. time goal, but uh, sure. But a game seven Stanley Cup champ finals goal, I guess, yes, a. More obviously, I, no, was, obviously, obviously, I say the Shen goal is to me is the one where I'm like, oh crap, we're gonna do this because uh, to minutes. me that was the ter- looking back on it, it yeah. was the it was the Petrangelo goal. Well, obviously that was two nothing at that point, but you're still you're like, there's two. There's period. a lot of hockey. Two, I know. I think we were in the third period with eight minutes left. Yeah, and that Shen, Shen goal scored. shut the door. Yeah, that look, that, the Sanford goal was great. It pretty much like let us cool all exhale. Cool for him too because it's it's a team he grew up against. Yeah. He was he he was from that area. Yep. Scores a game seven Stanley Cup final goal. So yeah, I mean, look, hey, I had scored a game seven Stanley Cup goal. Yeah, so. He has, but at the same time, like Boston was a broken team by that time too. Oh, yeah, like, they were done. It, it was done. Yeah, but he gets to start new. Start new. He'll be unrestricted free agent next year. So maybe he sticks with Ottawa. Maybe Ottawa brings him back and he be, becomes a decent first defensive first. Sure. Third line guy, which that's kind of like I think his role, and he just I agree. If he uses, he just didn't. He has the Berglund issue, which I mean, I'm a guy who liked Patrick Berglund. He just doesn't use his size. He doesn't use his size. The and other unfortunately, thing you don't got, have enough skill to not use your size and be a top six yeah, guy. He's also got the uh, 
Eric Brewer syndrome, which is he makes the same errors repeatedly, mm-hmm. which we were talking about earlier tonight. Like there was a stretch of six games um, last season where he was on the ice the last two minutes of the game, and turnovers of his directly led to goals against the Blues. Yeah, and they were always turnovers in our own defensive glaring end. like. Like, like, who are you passing to type of turnovers? Yeah. Or he would miss a pass, and it would go the other way, and it would be a two-on-one. Or, or, or one of those two things. And, like, they just kept pushing him out there and pushing him out there and yeah. pushing him out there. And I get, like, you want to let, let a player play through his problems. But at some point when you're fighting for a playoff spot, that dude's a liability. Yeah. Why are you putting them out there with two minutes left? Yeah, that's the that was my thing. Is like we talked about earlier tonight was like the, it was more of a use thing too because he, yeah. he got and for whatever Craig Brube liked him, which is whatever. But when you're putting him in like situations that like enhance the mistakes, and he finally it finally took a lot of those mistakes for him to get sacked. Compared to there's guys like. Kairou or even Perron at one point where they had like one bad game or one glaring thing happen and they were on the bench next game compared to Zach Sanford felt like he got chance after chance after chance and it took like basically collectively of fans to be like come on like social media was flooded with like what the hell is going on and then you finally see Zach Sanford getting sat so good for him he needs a fresh start Logan Brown apparently needed a fresh start Auto fans seem to really like this trade because they're really excited about this. They were kind of down on Logan Brown. We're down on Zach Sanford. Yep. So, uh, and I just got the podcast title. So there we go. So anyway, down on Brown. There you go. So crazy. Exactly. So that's the other thing I'll add to it. So that happens. The Blues. We talked about the third line left wing spot kind of being open now, and the Blues brought in two guys that are very interesting in my opinion. So you bring in one is a guy who's you know kind of bounced around a lot lately but at the same time uh i think a really good addition and that's uh james neal i like look i like the james neal and fro league tryouts i think that they're both very talented players and one of them certainly made a case for making the team last night yeah so we so james neal has bounced around so Dallas, he started, and he went to Pittsburgh. So remember that he went from Dallas to Pittsburgh on for him for Alex Golgowski. Yep. Pittsburgh to Nashville. Nashville left him exposed and went to Vegas. Yep. From Vegas, he signed with Calgary. Then traded and wasn't working on Calgary. Remember, it was the infamous James Neal for Milan Lucic, like basically yep. bad contract for bad contract. Edmonton finally bought him out for last year. Um so that's a little interesting, but he's put a lot of pucks in the net, man. He was that when he was with that run with Vegas, yeah. him and David Perron, like James Neal was the guy. And I, we talked about that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. And James Neal was really good. That's what got him that big contract. Yep. And uh, so now 34 years old, hoping he can kind of rekindle that magic. Said he had COVID last year and pretty much couldn't get over it. And it really affected him and just never got going and then got released this year. So he wants to prove that he is, uh, you know, really ready to go. So he did. So he did really good. Before we get into that, Micro leak, a guy that's a really good penalty killer, which I think that's something might wind up making him make the team. Yeah. So long, I think both these guys have a 
I think the Blues hopefully go for the younger players over this, but I wouldn't be surprised if you can get both these guys cheap. I think they could do that possibly. I agree. So James Neal made his case last night. Michael Boy, he did. did too. So we had the Blues' first preseason game. We talked about this. We got to watch this last night. Yep. It was nice. So uh, the cool thing, the Blues had it just on the Bally's app. So basically it's the closed circuit feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then basically they use the audio from 101 ESPN. The cool thing about it, a uh, friend of the show, Donnie Fandango, yep. got to be the color commentator, which along with Jeff Burton, the yep. Chris Kerber. So I guess Joey Vitale was just not available or what's going on or whatever. Uh, they just maybe just had those guys. Probably like just this, gave them a, a night off. Or maybe just had those guys in a little cross promotion type yeah. thing because they're all you know part of one big corporate family over there. Thanks, Hubbard. Yeah, <laughs> so they're all part of one big corporate family over there. Uh, Hale Hubbard, of course. Hale so, Hubbard. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was cool to hear those guys on there. And yeah. I think I know. I'm sure that was a dream come true for those. Oh, guys. Donnie was stoked. We were talking today during the Buffalo Bills game. And he had such a blast doing that last night. Yeah, so I'm sure he's nervous as hell because we know Donnie. Probably oh, yeah. Prior wreck. Oh, so nervous. Yeah, it's a prior wreck, but like I said, I think he did a really good job. I think he did, too. I think a lot of – when I saw online, a lot of people online thought it, both of them did a really good job. So, good change of pace. Yep. I thought it was really fun. So, uh, congrats to those guys on doing something like I would dream of. Sure. So would love to do something like that. But, Blues had a game against Minnesota Wild. So, obviously, preseason games are very much – getting the kinks out, seeing sure. the younger guys work out, trying to see if these guys on PTO work out. Yep. Um, so Minnesota didn't send a ton of guys. No. Do you know that Kirill, uh, Kaprizov played last night? No, I didn't see him. Yeah, he played last night. Wow. Did not know that until I saw the box score later on uh, after the game. I could not tell you. I never saw him or heard his name the whole no, night. No, not a, not a once. So I'm not saying as a, I mean the Blues. He might be, maybe he was just out there just kind of obviously sure. getting his legs underneath him. It's preseason because that dude is awesome. Signing yeah, he's deal, great. getting paid a ton of money up there in Minnesota. Five years, average of nine, I believe. I think so. So he got a lot of money. So Blues start off really well. So Blues, the first preseason game, uh, goaltender-wise, Ville Husso. Sure, why not? the first goalie. Throw and, him out. And uh, Charlie Lindgren is the backup. So uh, let's see. First off, Husso looked pretty good. I, thought I agree. I thought had, he looked good. He had, they said he'd get two periods. He only got one, but he was really worked in that first Didn't period. Didn't give up the first shot. Yep. So he had 11 shots in the first period, zero goals. And I thought that's he, a, that's I an he improvement. Really, really good. So the guy who shined, obviously, last night, we're going to go welcome every single goal, but James Neal. Real deal, James Neal. Yeah. So that is, uh, might be using that a lot this year. So made a good case to start, at least. Yes, say he that did. much. So 34 year old guy got. Hat trick. Yeah. Preseason game, I get it. You're playing. Uh, hey, man, ain't no one else getting a hat trick. Yeah. Preseason game or not. The Blues turned it on at the end there. So, 2-0. Uh, uh, the line, that looked really good to start. Uh, I'll say this. Thomas, Saad, and Tarasenko. It looked really good. Real really good. strong. So, Saad got the first goal of the season, technically, the start. Yep. Off a nice play. Great pass. Robert Thomas. Like, that's the thing. is You, you had those games. Remember last year, the very first game, he had that, like, wicked – uh, assist to start that I forgot who who scored the goal. Maybe it was Cairo. Yeah, had a really great assist, and you're like that. You that's what I want to see. You see the t- passing, and, and as much as I want the guy to shoot a little bit more, yeah, the guy is elite when it comes to passing. Had a great no look behind, you know, you know, backhand pass to Saad who buries it past uh, the goaltender. I think Kakinen had the first uh, two yeah. periods, so he got the early goal. Tarasenko had a good shot there too. So I thought that, I thought he looked really good. Yep, we'll talk about his comments after this game. So, uh, second period, let's see. who uh, James Neal got the second goal. Kind of a fluky. 
Hey, they all count, though. Hey, just threw from the sideboards. Surprised the goalie went in. Uh, Lingering kind of let in a similar goal. Yep. And then, obviously, a three-on-O goal. That was a weird kind of thing. But got that in. Barbashev scored really quick after they made it a 2-2 game. Yes. And then uh, Neil added a couple. Froelich added one late. Can't really argue with how the Blues played. No, not at all. They turned it on at the end, made it real entertaining in the third. Uh, announced crowd of over 15,000. I think that's just tickets sold. I'll say that's that much. That's got to be, yeah. Because it was not empty, and it, it's, it's a preseason game. For, for a preseason game, very good crowd. I'll say that Agreed. much. Agreed. So I would say the Blues, fun to see them on my TV again. Yes. I get it. It's preseason. They have eight of these. I kind of wish they would minimize that down a little bit. I, I get it. The reason they brought the guys in on PTO is obviously you're looking to see if you have some guys that fill some spots. Yep. Also, remember a couple years ago they brought in um, Troy Brower. Troy Brower, and obviously, and it didn't, work, and he had him for a little bit, and then yep. they brought in uh, Paul Bissonnette, and they yep. literally said they brought in Paul Bissonnette, and he literally said, "Hey, you're probably not going to make the team, but I really like what you bring to the locker room, and we need some guys to fill some preseason games. Why don't you come in?" and help us out and stuff. And he talked about the respect Doug Armstrong gave him. Ryan Whitney is not a fan of the St. Louis area, apparently. But Paul Bissonnette. I wonder why. Was, yeah. I don't know. He just doesn't like it here when he was brought in on PTO and whatever. So whatever. We gave Whitney a PTO? Yeah, back in the day. And Paul Bissonnette raves about his time here and Doug, and Doug Armstrong. So we have a ha- habit of bringing people in for PTO. Yep. And obviously we'll see what happens with these guys. If not, I mean, hell, uh, Hoffman was a PTO. Technically, yeah. Obviously, that was kind of like, yeah, we're just doing this just because, and then we're going to give you a contract after the fact just right. to kind of wait the things out. But still, like you said, still PTO to start. That's how it goes in the books. But um, I was going to say here, I had it. That's what I was going to say. So basically, they're showcasing themselves for the Blues, obviously. you They want to make the team. But guess what? If the Blues, for some reason, just don't have the room for them, there's 31 other teams out That's there. That's right. And guess what? The 31 other teams, there's some guys with injury issues. Like I know a lot of teams, I go, Montreal has a ton of injury issues to start. Mm-hmm. One guy, former blue, didn't really mention it <laughs> to the team that he got hurt the week before. Oh, look at Buffalo. Buffalo, uh, Jack Eichel. Yep. No longer the captain. Yep. And they're still arguing on the surgery versus non surgery yep. route and not traded. So it's a cluster up there. Yep. Um, There's teams that could use a James Neal. Yeah. So, even if it's not St. Louis. So he signed here because obviously he likes the chances of the sure. team winning here. And he said that in his little post-press conference. So one of the things we'll talk about, so after the first, uh, right before the first game, had a little media availability. Mm-hmm. And we'll wrap it up here because I think it's going to be our like kind of like longest extent of stuff to talk about. So they got to talk to Vladimir Tarasenko for the first time. Yep. And I want to hear your thoughts on this. So basically he kind of said, hey, I said almost he kind of pulled a Mark McGuire, like I'm not here to talk about the past. Right. But obviously, the first question that was brought up is like, are you disappointed that your trade request didn't happen during the year? And he kind of was, and I'll say this, and I this was brought up earlier, I believe it was, uh, I think it was actually Burton said this on maybe the broadcast or somewhere else. He just said, it was nice, he, it was the most personality I've seen out of him in a while. Yeah. Because he was very much like, he's like, oh, you didn't ask me how my summer went or anything, we're getting right to it, or you know, basically that, right. you know. And he's just like, I'm ready to, I'm 100% healthy. I'm happy to be with the guys. My mindset's good. The exact quote, everything is good. My mindset is good. I'm happy to be with the guys. It was a weird summer, but that's going to stay between me and Doug, and I'm here to work. As long as I'm here to pl- here to play, 
I will work 100%. I'm 100% healthy. I don't really don't believe the situation is a distraction at all is what uh Berube said. So that was their Senko then Berube. So, uh, like we talked about, he's on a line with Saad and Tarasenko. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I, I don't see him not really not being with the team, but, do you really not expect that to be one of the conver- one of the questions that was of literally he did. was literally one of the main? I know he's just that's his like way of kind of like diffusing it, diffusing it, and I am sure that was probably brought up them for like just kind of play it off because it's going to be asked by Everybody. every media member in one way or another. They're going to yeah. you know the same question over like just different wording every time just to get sure. something out of you. So sure. what do you think about his comments? Basically saying. I'm fine. I'm here to basically. I'm basically here to play hockey. I, he said what he needed to say. You know, I don't think that publicly he's going to say anything to stir the pot, um, because he may not be on a PTO, but 31 other GMs are watching him right now in all aspects of the game. You know, and he needs to be on, like, first date behavior right now. Um, I'm sure he wasn't shocked the questions came up. I'm sure he got irritated that it was asked 15 times in 15 different ways. It wouldn't surprise me if you start to see his time in front of a microphone limited at the request of his agent because these questions are going to continue until there's either a trade or he publicly comes out and says, I want to stay here. Um, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Everyone who has legitimate inside, uh, access to this situation seems to say that this situation is not repairable between the team and Tarasenko. Now that being said, I've often said, if, if this team starts off red hot, winning fixes a lot of things. Um, and I don't know necessarily if he's going to want to leave a team that's winning to go to a team that's not, even if it's for two years. Um, but at the same time, I, none of it surprised me. It's all jock speak. He's going to say what he needs to say to not rock the boat. As far as it not being a distraction, it's not a distraction until it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. It's there. Whether or not he wants to talk about it, whether or not the teammates want to talk about it, whether or not Barube wants to talk about it, it's there, and everyone's aware of it. So until he either kills it or he gets traded, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. It's just going to be. Yeah. I think the other thing, it's maybe with the players is not a thing because obviously trade requests happen. You know, according to some people, trade requests happen all the time. You just don't hear about them or whatever they want to say. I think the where it affects the team or things, it's not the players. It's the behind-the-scenes guys. It's the trainers. It's the doctors. who Because every yeah. – just to let you know, every time the Blues play, there is at least one to two doctors on the bench. The bench. Or, like, like behind, like right, right behind the scenes ready to go in case something happens. It's made for basically both teams to be yep. there. But, like, it's basically a guy brought in by the Blues right. to be there every game. Yep. And guess what? Those are the doctors that probably did the surgery, yeah, or at least were in like at least in the same realm of doing. Sure, that stuff. they're in the circle. So 
the thing that you got to look for is like you basically when you basically call everybody out, you might call the doctors out, but you also probably call the training staff out. Guys like Ray Barilli. Well, you're calling the entire front office out. So you got to like that's the guys who have to work on you every day when you yeah. have to, because when the guys go, they have bumps and bruises and they get take the ice baths, they get wrapped, they get taped all the time. Those are the guys that you're going to be dealing with. Yes. Like those are the guys she has to go and deal with now and say, like, listen, I, you know, I didn't get what I wanted or whatever. Sorry if that offended you, whatever, but this is how I feel, whatever. Okay. Put it behind whatever that needs to be said. That's you need to talk to mm-hmm. the players. Yeah. You do a quick little, Hey, come here and play hockey. Keep your head down. I won't, they don't care. I'll amend that. They won't care. Up until the point that, and I don't think he'll do this because I think he realizes he needs to play his ass off to get traded. If he starts dragging his ass or not pulling his weight or can't find the back of the net and he starts getting mouthy with other players, it's going to come back on him. That's when it becomes a distraction because someone's going to mouth off and say, shut up, you don't even want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... The best thing that could happen for all parties concerned is that this team starts off hot and he's putting pucks in the net. Yeah. That's the best thing that could happen. Are you – oh, go ahead. Because that's going to either – that's either going to get the trade to happen because people are – GMs are going to go, okay, he's healthy. Or he's going to be like, you know what? Let's just ride it out. Let's play. I'm sorry that I was a douche. Let's go. I am mildly surprised that – I mean <sighs> – and he's on. And the thing is, like, people are talking. Like, are you going to put Tarasenko like when he comes in, or like since he's through the trade request, do you just stick him like on the third line and give him like a guy? And nothing against him, like a guy like Tyler Bozak at the center compared to the past he's playing with, like guys like O'Reilly and Shen. But guess what? He gave they give you two really good guys. Yeah, Robert Thomas and and uh, Saad is your two other line mates. Pretty good guys. Like guy, one guy who's one, obviously. Obviously, Thomas has won a cup, but I'm talking about Saad, who's won cups outside of sure, St. Louis. Sure, sure, sure. And it has a pedigree of being a pretty good pro. Yep. So I think that's one of the things, like, we didn't give you two, like, rookies basically on your line. We're just telling you, like, to carry them. We didn't put you on the fourth line to grind it out, like, you know, back in the day. Right. We're giving you two guys, and we're going to try to make you a commodity again. Of course, it does nobody any good to bury him in the lineup. Correct. You want to put him in a situation that, A, is going to let him succeed, and more importantly, the team. Throwing Vladimir Tarasenko on you know, the fourth line does nobody any good. I think that you have to look at him as a middle six forward right now. I don't think he's a top-line forward right now. Mm-hmm. Now, he could be. He has been in the past. If he is truly 100% healthy... And is the Tarasenko that we see in the pictures in that framed jersey behind you? That's, that's a top line. That's a top line forward. Yeah. But right now, I think he's a second or third, and you have to look at all of your lineups and go, okay, where does he do the most damage? Where does he help himself and help this team the most? You have to treat him like any other player right now, and you would be stupid. As a, as a coach or a GM of any team, whether he's discontent or not, to not utilize his abilities to the best of your and his abilities to do so. Otherwise, just cut him. Just buy him out. Yeah, which they which they won't. They'll play him out as long as they can. And I agree. But I agree. Uh, 
Yeah, we'll see what they do. Like one, the people we're talking about with Kachuk not agreeing to a deal, and you have a you have a, obviously a guy who doesn't want to be here. Try to make the connection there. If it was a lot of think like you said, of the pictures of two or three years ago, yeah, like right after the cup, I could easily see that trade going down. A hundred percent. Now you're talking about a guy who's had three shoulder surgeries in two years, yep. who's coming off a couple down years. And you know, making seven million dollars, kind of hard to trade that for a twenty-two-year-old budding superstar. Agreed, and that's why I say, like, if in fact he wants out and it is not repairable, it is in the Blues' best interest to make him look as good as possible right now. Whether or not he really is, they need to shine up that turd as much as they can, because they need someone to go. Oh yeah, we want that. What here? What do you want for him? It, it doesn't do anyone any good, especially the Blues, to bury him to where he's either not getting a ton of ice time, or he's on a line with guys who are on his skill level and he doesn't produce. Yeah. So, uh, kind of interesting what they kind of Blues got going on. We didn't think he would be here, obviously, with everything happening. I'm kind of shocked. I really. I mean, I am and I'm not. I figured it, if it didn't happen in the first couple of weeks. We would be here. Yeah. And when it didn't, I was like, GMs are going to wait. Yeah. And I get it. I would do the same thing. Yeah. And also, Darren Trump is also just not going to train for peanuts at this no. point. I think, and you and I have talked about this ad nauseum on the show, I, I think that if, if you're Doug Armstrong, you're looking for either a comparable player coming back, either someone with maybe an injury issue like a Jack Eichel or someone who wants out of their town like a Brady Kachuk, or... You're looking for, let's say, a second round and someone to pick up the full salary. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah, somebody like a, like a probably decent prospect on top of that. Yeah. So he's looking just not to just throw him away, basically. Is what right. we're saying. So if they're going to throw him away, you're taking the full contract. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, and that's the problem with the flat cap. That's the other part of the whole right. equation. Like there are probably teams that might be able to do that. I there was rumored that a third team is going to come in to facilitate the trade, to take on part of the contract, like kind of like in the past. Sure. Uh, you know, some trades that happened. I'm looking at you, Arizona Coyotes. Or Seattle. I think Seattle's a bunch of room, too. Yeah. Ottawa has technically a bunch of room waiting for this uh, Chuck deal. And then Buffalo, right. technically, uh, with, with Eichel being on the IR, yeah. they're really low as well. So, a lot of interesting storylines going through the season. You have guys vying for spots. You have guys trying to come back from injury and possibly, you know, make themselves look better. Younger guys to make their, you know, a firm grip on their spot, guys like Kyrou and Thomas, I think. Yep. And you have guys like, you know, Perron and O'Reilly, where they're kind of like had very successful last couple of years. Braden Shen. Braden Shen. You know, guys who had last couple of years, uh, like O'Reilly and Perron, are, have contracts coming up pretty soon. Yeah. And um, the Blues, you know, probably not going to let those guys go, but yet how much are they going to get paid in this flat cap with Perron right. having two really, really good years yep. and O'Reilly being one of the top centers in the league. Yes. In my opinion, at least. Defensive oh, center-wise, best best face-off man in the league for the last handful of years. So yep. he's got that going for him. So a lot of storylines going into the year. Will Jordan Bennington take firm grip of the number one spot and show that he's worth the six-year deal? I think so. Hey, man, last year was not on him. There were lots of problems up and down the lineup last year. And I, think playoffs, he, I think the playoffs proved how good he could be. Agreed. So. He was money in the playoffs. And look at the year before the strike. He was on fire. So. I, I have no reservations at all about Jordan Bennington. Neither do I. But I think it's one of the things to keep an eye on just because people have those, there's those doubts that some people are putting out there. So very interesting. And can Billy Huso make sure he's a viable 
NHL goalie. That's that, the thing. Too. That is a that is a question for sure. Because if he his contract's up in the, the year, if he can't prove himself this year, yep, I agree. This might be looking outside the organization to fill that spot as a for a veteran backup. So, real interesting. So first, before we get out of here, let's uh, go over our Twitter. Our Twitter is at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at at Hossapalooza. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Blues Hockey Podcast. Check those out. Uh, you get information when we post podcasts, some pics. Like I took a picture of us watching a game the other night. Uh, we're gonna do some. Other, I'm gonna try to be more active on the picture taking this year. Sure. Uh, try to do some more stuff about that. So, also our website is blueshockeypodcast.net. That has everything you could want about the podcast. You can find a post about the podcast. Information about our sponsors, uh, Blues Hall of Shame, which yep. we work on. Get, we try to usually keep things positive. That's our thing. We had the Blues Hall of Shame was like kind of an early kind of thing we had going. I, I've got a nominee for the Blues Hall of Shame. And I think we're going to work on incorporating that, not like as often, maybe like a couple of times a season because we want to kind of make it like yep. if we did it all the time, we'd fill that thing up very quickly and then we kind of be just throwing random stuff in there. So we'll do some here and there this year during some slower times of the year just to have something to put in there. So, and we'll use your guys' votes to help us out as well. So, yep. we'll have that in there. Uh, so, it said sponsors and places to download the podcast. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Uh, I believe Audible actually has it out there. Now, anywhere you can think of, like, downloading a podcast, I pretty much have it set to download there. Yep. Our, our main one is Anchor as well. You can find it on the Anchor website and their app. Like I said, anywhere you can find us. Uh, and go ahead. When you go to anywhere, leave us a review, five-star rating. Thanks, Mom. Re- yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, family members. Uh, you know, so the, thanks for everybody. This, you go ahead and do that. That would really help us out. So uh, last but not least, let's do all the sponsors. First off, DraftKings. If you go to DraftKings, use the code THPN. That's for the Hockey Podcast Network. Use that. Uh, for when you sign up, you get a lot of bonuses. Uh, NFL football happened today. Chris, did your team win? They did. Okay, so yeah, two and one. So yes. So unlike the Kansas City Chiefs, I think one or two, I believe in last. They did. Place. They have lost two in a row. And the, and the Lions. I saw our friend is a Lions fan. Uh, that's that was a soul murder, as we like to say. <sighs> Sixty-six yarder to lose it. Ouch. Um, Womp. Go ahead. A lot of NFL football, NHL starting back up. Fantasy hockey starting up. We got a lot of stuff to start betting on. So go ahead and use THPN today to uh, start up your DraftKings account. Uh, also, you can check out uh, Rockstar Taco Shack. They have two locations now, not only in Newtown, which usually is usually the end of October. They start to wind things up there, and, yep. and then they have their new location down near the hill, all the gaslight yeah, off it's Shaw. Great. So uh, keep an eye out. We'll have some upcoming announcements about that. So uh, go ahead and check them out uh, at Rockstar Taco Shack at the Gaslight Lounge on uh, Facebook, and you can order all their stuff. I believe what's the uh, Tuesday taco we talked about? Oh, if you're listening to this, and it's before Tuesday, the 29th, eighth, eighth, they're bringing back the Chicago deep dish pizza taco. For real though, yeah. perhaps one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. Phrasing, phrasing. So yeah, so check them out uh, for sure. And then last but not least, Lucky Lola's. So I talked about Kenrick's and had Lucky Lola's. Yep. Their brats and they were excellent. Had they those. are fantastic. Had those. Uh, go ahead and check them out uh, at Lucky Lola's Foods and find them on Twitter and, and excuse me, Facebook and Instagram. But also you can find their brats not only at Kenrick's along with their other stuff, their sweet jalapeno heat and also the salmon rub. But you can find the brats at Fresh Time, which is. 
A couple of them I know Kirkwood, uh, one by me in Baldwin, which is a town of country. There's an O'Fallon one. O'Fallon there's a Harvester one. one. Yeah, there's a bunch around. So go yeah. ahead and you can find them out there now, which is great. So go ahead and now they're all over the place compared to just Kenrick's. Correct. Kenrick's is great because I spent way too much money there on, on a Saturday. Going to rub your salmon? Correct. Yeah. But anyway, so we got all those done. Uh, working on it. So we're going to have previews coming up. So we're officially in training camp season. Yes. We're going to have previews. Coming at you a lot. Cool. Per division, we're going to have some guests in from different teams to help us out with those ones. So yep. Chris will be on some of those and some depending on sure. the travel schedule. Um, and then we'll have our big blues preview. We're going to have a couple different people help us out with that. Yep. Uh, hopefully, uh, I think uh, we'll, me and you will talk about that afterwards. But we have a couple in mind, and we're going to have some fun with it. Cool. So a lot of different ones that are going to be different podcasts per one. I said in the past, last couple of years, we just kind of did all in one, had a really long podcast. But I think with these guests, we're going to do one by division. We're going to do a central division one that's minus the Blues. Yeah. And the Blues did one by themselves. You know, officially a five previews. A lot of stuff coming at you. So a lot of uh, podcasts coming at you. From uh, You'll hear some new voices. It'll be a lot of fun. So uh, I'm rambling now. It's late. <laughs> it's time to get going. Uh, birthday is almost over. So I'm going to go relax the last couple hours of my birthday. And uh, check the cheese for your birthday.